I'm Helen and welcome to the first ever Over the Borderline podcast. This podcast is intended to accompany the blog also named Over the Borderline. Please check out the link in my bio and welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so firstly, I wanted to introduce myself. Um, this podcast is going to be, you know, all about me, 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 me. Uh, no, it's it's really about my experience with mental health. It's been um, an issue for me since early childhood. I've I've battled with some pretty major mental health problems uh, throughout my throughout my life and so this podcast and blog is is very much about my experience and thoughts uh, on the subject of mental health but um, before we get into that I just want to give you a sense of where I kind of fit in the world Uh, where you fit in terms of demographics plays a big role in terms of mental health in terms of the outcomes that you that you will experience um in your recovery so I, I just want to make it clear from the outset sort of uh, who I am as a person because that does affect my experience so I'm Caucasian Australian born um, my family was probably what you'd say a middle-class family both parents were tertiary educated although they separated in in um, my adolescence so there was a time I was living just with my mum but for a lot of my life I lived with both parents. I have one sister she has severe intellectual impairment that's had a huge effect on my family and and uh, every single family member has had their life change because of because of what she has experienced. Um, Right now, I'm almost 29. I work full-time. I have postgraduate, postgraduate qualifications. Um, I, ha- I am in a long-term relationship, but I live as a single person. I don't have any dependents or children. So, and uh, lastly, I, I, I was raised and still live in a major metropolitan city in Australia. All these things have affected the, the kinds of treatment that I've had access to the, and, you know, where I am in terms of my functioning and recovery. A lot of this podcast is going to be about recovery because it, it, that's my journey and you know i'm very proud of myself in terms of the strength i've shown and persistence but there's also been other factors that have made my recovery quite successful um beyond just you know who i am as a person things like my 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 access to wealth and um those sorts of things so i just want to make it clear from the outset sort of where I sit and how you know all these little demographic details do affect someone's experience with mental health. Okay so next I just want to talk about the major diagnoses that I'll be touching on in my podcast and blog. So like most people who've had almost lifelong experience with mental health 
I could rattle off a laundry list of diagnoses that I've received over the years. Um, I'm going to talk about two in particular because I think for me they make the most sense in terms of what I've experienced. So the first, which you may have guessed by the title, is Borderline Personality Disorder. So I've been diagnosed in the past with Borderline Personality Disorder traits. So I kind of understand it as Borderline Light, L-I-T-E. So to receive a a diagnosis of Borderline, you need to, to tick, I think, five of the nine symptoms that are listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM. Um, and I believe I didn't tick five, it came just under. So uh, in terms of the status of borderline for me, I would say that I'm in a really good place. I've had some really intensive treatment over a, the course of a year and a half that um, has been really helpful for me so I would say you know if I'd have to neatly sum it up perhaps you know borderline something that is in remission for me but of course you know I know that I'm very vulnerable and um, I do have sort of relapses and and pretty bad moments with it still in my life it's something I have to think about nearly every day and nearly every decision that I make, um, how it's going to affect my, my health. But the, the second diagnosis I, I'll probably spend a lot of time talking to you about is binge eating disorder. This is a fairly recent diagnosis. It was only added to the DSM in the last edition, the DSM-5. So it's a relatively new diagnosis. There's a lot of interesting research going on at the moment and um, it's obviously a diagnosis I received recently. It's in terms of the status for me, um, I'd say that my eating disorder is not totally managed. I'm actively in treatment for it at the moment and I really hope that I'm going to be able to get on top of the symptoms but um, sometimes it feels really really hard so those are the two kind of major diagnosis uh, diagnoses I, I apologize that I'm going to be talking about because they make a lot of sense in my life but I am a person as well and you know I I've suffered a lot of anxiety and depression too so there's going to be other things I'll talk about. Trauma as well is, is part of my history as as it is with most people with, with mental health. There's no sort of one diagnosis that captures everything that I've experienced and everything that I battle with. Um, but those are kind of the major, the major ones that I'll be talking to you about. Okay, so lastly, I I guess I want to give a sense of of what this podcast is all about. Why am I doing this? Why am I writing all of this? Why am I saying all of this? Um, So as you can probably guess from the last 10 minutes, it's it's about 
uh, my own experience of, of mental health. I know that the details I've given um, are quite basic details to begin with. I think they're all important and they all kind of make up the picture of what I've experienced and what my life has been and give you a you know, a really good picture of, of why I might be saying the things that I'm saying. But um, beyond my individual journey, um, I think there's there's definitely a lot of larger things to talk about. So um, I'm really using my experience as a platform to talk about some major themes and issues that are out there at the moment, I guess. You know, there's been a increase in, in how much we're talking about mental health in the public space, which is great. Um, there's been a lot of talking about stigma and challenging stigma. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I wouldn't say there's been a lot of action. It hasn't, all this talk and bravado hasn't really filtered down to my life, especially with the complex diagnosis. I've been talking about things like eating disorders and Borderline personality disorder is still very highly stigmatized, extremely, extremely misunderstood. So, you know, that the people in my immediate circle, many of them don't know the things that I've shared with you here today on this podcast. Many of them don't know. And, you know, if you dig around my blog and, and um, profile, you'll see that I'm not adding any photographs of myself or, or trying to give away anything identifying because discussing my health status has real consequences for my career, for my social life, for my sanity as well. You know, um, I can't have a lot of conversations about what I'm really experiencing and going through, really thinking a lot of the time. I can't tell people where I'm going when I'm going to treatment for my mental health. Um, and even if I do have conversations with the people in my life, it turns into educational, <laughs> educational workshops instead of, you know, um, a space for support, which is often what I need if I'm turning to someone close to me, I'm, I'm turning to them because I need support with this. It's very hard. Um, but I spend the whole time educating them because they've got the wrong idea. So, yes, I do want to talk about stigma and I want to talk about the the public understandings, um, particularly of some of the disorders I've talked about. But I also want to talk about the practicalities of getting help when you have these problems. It's not easy. Um, I've had, you know, a helping hand in certain ways, but... You know, I've had access to money. I've been able to afford private health insurance. So I've been able to get access to um, treatment for borderline. You know, the gold standard treatment is a, a course of, of dialectical behavioral therapy, which is largely only accessible through private hospitals here. Um, I've mentioned I live in a major metropolitan area as well. So I, I have access at my fingertips to lots of um, experts, professionals and hospitals and, you know, a lot of other people in Australia don't have that, in the world don't have that. So while there has been some things that have made it a little bit easier for me, I've been really conscious that, you know, if you find out, yeah, I've got some of these these 
major issues here. I want to I want to do something about it. It's not always easy to actually get access to the help that you need. Also, treatment. Treatment is not um, perfect. It's certainly not perfect. And mental health treatment, I think, has been um, something that's lagged behind, say, you know, medical treatments. Medical treatments have progressed a lot further. Um, only recently we were chopping out parts of people's brains and um, locking people up in asylums only in the, you know, the beginning of the last century. So um, treatment is an ever-changing, ever-growing area and we need to invest a lot more money, research into treatments. We need to to look beyond um, psychopharmacology is certainly um, an important part of mental health treatment, but it cannot be the only part. We need to make um, other forms of treatment ac accessible and um, important for for people, you know, to access um, psychologists or allied health, but also to access the things that they need um, to get better, which is, you know, um, having a supportive social circle, um, having gainful employment, all that kind of stuff is a part of recovery as well. It's not just um, some pills and some chatting with a psychologist. Um, it's often a lot more than that. And we need to really work on making treatment better and better accessible. Um, so these are some of the, the themes and topics that I, I really want to use this space to talk about. I want to mention as we wrap up today that if you feel that any of the issues I've talked about touch on anything for you, please talk to a professional. Um, I'm going to have links to support services on my page. So please go in and talk to um, a professional. The I'm going to talk about the kinds of treatments that I've tried and things like that, but certainly this is not any kind of or anywhere near medical advice. Um, please go and, and speak to uh, your treating professional about your own individual circumstances if if that's something that you um, are concerned about. And so I'm going to finish up today. I'm going to play you out with um, one of my favorite bands, A Perfect Circle. Uh, please don't um, hate on me because this is their newest album and I know many A Perfect Circle fans um, are a little bit disappointed by their newest album, but this song I think sums up where I'm at today uh, very very well um, I'm certainly at that place where I'm just plodding along um, and I'm really I'm trying my hardest to just get through and and hopefully get through to an easier future that's I guess what we're all doing and um, so I want to I want to play that out for you and um, thank you for listening please feel free to contact me if there's anything you want to say. And um, I look forward to, to continuing this conversation with you.